All right, this is Curly Castro. You listening to the leafiest, the greeniest, the cabbage hip hop podcast where you might find a movie that you never thought in your life you would watch and then you talk about it. Yes, Jeff. This movie's fascinating, Gary. It's a curious one. I watched it twice, and I don't know if I'm ready to call it anything other than a movie. I don't want to put a descriptor on it. Mm-hmm. It's not good. No. By any stretch of the imagination, not a good movie. No, I wouldn't call it a good movie. But to call it bad would be to ignore some really cool things that this like represents. I'm also not ready to call this a good, bad movie just right. yet. I'm a little hesitant to like... To brand it with that, I, I feel like this is going to benefit from some sort of dis- some discussion. So. I'm I'm glad that I wouldn't have to vote on this in the end per se. Mm. Like if this was part of the battle, which I think I didn't look up the RT score because I don't have to anymore, but I think it would probably be pretty bad. Yeah, it was not a great one. It was uh, a pretty Ebert pitiful. liked it. Ebert liked it, but it's still twenty four percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the only one that was like, huh, whatever. He blew stuff up. It yeah. was red. <laughs> but Ebert, basically Ebert, he was like i had a fun time <laughs> i Ebert, love that guy ebert has sort of had this affinity for the kind of like the b movie in Campy. ways that, yeah, that he likes others campiness. others other critics did not so like the person who wrote about it, the times was like just brutal you know yeah. and a lot of other places were not kind to this film which might again 24 percent of my I, I get it i get it but like okay so this storyline the way it's constructed at the very end basically Spoiler alert, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the film, you okay. really don't need to. Uh, the The film ends with a cart, like we're, we're revealed that on Earth there is a cartel that runs everything and that they are transmitting somehow with a, a body, a board of bureaucrats that report to the cartel what's going mm-hmm. on. And they throw this casual line out at the end that like really got me, where you get this hour and a half long story and this woman basically turns to her you know the board the people who are running this shit and go we're not going to tell a cartel it's a ghost right like what are we going to go back to the cartel and tell them it's a ghost obviously like now we are fully privy to the idea that like this place is going to get overrun it's airborne baby this is over yeah you have to act now just to get out of there and it reminds me of like the story we were told in history classes in North Carolina was called the Lost Colony. Do you know the Lost Colony? Not familiar, no. The Lost Colony, really quick summation, probably historically inaccurate. I was probably taught incorrectly. But the story is these people came over, they settled in a little area of North Carolina. Everything was like the, the thing with the colonies, they would start building and they would send message back and be like, all right, come on over. And people started coming over. And when they arrived, it was totally empty. Mm. A ghost town. Like they had built some things and then they were just gone. And the only clue to the existence of this like group of people was an incomplete word carved into a tree. Wow. And that sort of like sunk in when she said it. it was like, yo, People on earth won't even know how this happened. There's no way you can explain someone coming from earth. Isn't going to understand 
the nuance of this situation that bodies were used against other bodies by possession. That's not something people really believe all that much. People who watched this movie didn't even catch that. No. <laughs> like, like I watched this movie over the past 22 years. You've seen three it three times. times. Yeah. Three yeah. times. I watched it in 2001. And like, I got to say, I didn't understand what was going on. By the third right. viewing, I had a better sense of, of of what it is. But like, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, there's no Cliff Notes version of this. This is sort of this baffling situation, or does not actually. It doesn't add up. It isn't clearly conveyed. It I, is. I feel that way about a lot of Carpenter movies. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about Myers, you think about. Uh, Pliskin, and you you get incomplete stories. There's not sure. like whole stories on these people. You're just sort of dropped in, air dropped into a situation, and these are the people you're with, love it or leave it. Sure. In this case, most people, fair enough, would leave it. But I'm I'm starting to be a buyer, man. This is weird. It's a yeah. weird little film. Well, anyway, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We I got a great guest. Let's amazing why, why, why don't we introduce the guest? Yeah, let's go introduce the guest. By Great that, I idea. mean you introduce the guest. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. You just sit there. Instead of and... just being high and babbling. I'm very sorry, yeah, listeners, that I that I subjected you to that ridiculous idea. It's fine. We're, we're here now. Let's get into the show. All right, I'm thrilled to introduce our guest for today's show. Joining us now is Curly Castro. You likely know him from his work at Backwoods Studios, either as a solo artist or as half of the duo Shrapnel. He's a member of the hip-hop collective known as The Wrecking Crew, with whom he also co-hosts the Must Hear Call Out Culture podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. Yo, what's up? What's up, peoples? You know what I'm saying? Castro, that's all we're doing. We are very happy to have you here. Uh, I feel like this is a long time coming. We had Premrock on a couple seasons back. He watched maybe one of the worst, possibly the worst movie we've ever. I think it's the worst the movie we ever. One, we which ever one did he do? Which one did he do? God, what was that thing called? You know, it's called. It's called Bong Water. Oh, Bong Water. Oh, that yeah. was that was Jeff's pick of a movie. I like to really just All right. You love to throw everyone. that out there. You love to throw it out there. Like you didn't pick Gili. Go ahead. It was Gili. We had fun. Bong but how do you find? Fun. You know, I mean, I, I know a lot of that. I've, I had an extensive VHS collection just filled with, you know, I like, I think I had two copies of Virtuosity. Oh, so, two ooh. copies. Yeah, two copies. I bought it again. VHS, you said, or, or DVD? Oh, yeah, VHS tapes. I, mean, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get, I got into the DVDs when I was um, collecting like seasons. So I have like sliders, the whole slider. Right. I have like the law, not lost. I'm watching the Trimmers <laughs> show right now. Wait, what? Where you at? Tremors? What movie? Or or the? Se- I watched the, all the, the movies, series. and now I'm watching oh, the series. Man. How many movies did he get? It's like six, right? Seven. They released one during the pandemic, and it was Netflix being like, "We have arrived in the Tremors verse," and everyone oh, boy, was like, "Nobody guy, cares." He's the one that's been in. He's, he's they keep hiring him. He's the one with the elephant. Michael he's Gross. He yes, yeah, he's been in everything, including the TV show. And you would think he's just like a passing guest. He's the main character. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, he's I mean that's the... all over Tremors. It's his. It's been uh, his, his life's blood since the beginning. Oh yeah, no doubt. We don't have to go into. No, please not. I actually, I only watched the first one. We watched it for the show. I hated it. 
I don't want to watch oh, any the other first one with bacon and the other whole so boy. Good. Oh, that was classic. Yeah, Love that movie. Not, I did not enjoy that film. And they changed the monster into the, uh, the termite thing. Yeah, man, there's three different kinds and they evolve. Yeah. It's anywho, we're gonna talk about ghosts of Mars. (laughs) Sorry. I do this to like everyone where I get them started on trimmers, and Gary's like, why? Why do we have to fucking talk about trimmers? I I, I have the same thing. Just do your own fucking trimmers show, man. Do your own trimmers. Well, let's do it. All right. Uh, No, you do it. I don't have to be there. I am curious. I'm curious where we all stand on uh John Carpenter in general. Are we all like general fans? I'm a cool fan of Carpenter's. I don't. I don't think he's infallible. I think sometimes when you're a fan of directors, you know, Wes Anderson fans, like, oh, everything is perfect. That's not. I don't think that's being. That's also. Yeah, I don't think that's being an honest fan of of these creators. Like, everything's not perfect. So, like, the fact that you even mentioned Carpenter reminded me that it is a Carpenter because it doesn't even have like his signature tropes. <laughs> it seems like, all right, we'll give me our four million. That's it. So you got you got one set. Do, do whatever you're gonna do. That's what the movie seemed like. So, and, yeah. Um, but yeah, but I, I like a lot of Carpenter stuff. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, it's weird for me. Like, I actually saw a lot of Carpenter's worst movies, or kind of the, the real box of ones, because like he put out all this stuff in the '90s, stuff like Village of the Damned and In the Mouth of Madness. Escape like from these the Mouth of Madness is Escape crazy. From- I went. I, I took a date. I took, I took a took somebody on a date to see that. A date. Wow. Yes. It's getting off of madness. So I'm still very confused about how long have you been married? Uh, she she got rid of me. She got rid of me. She got rid of me. Quickly. I was I was pretty much in high school, probably a senior. I took I took a girl with me to go see that. And she yeah. had a look on her face. I had this look. And we didn't really talk about it afterwards. It's a sign of a good movie. Everyone's just sort of just like silent about the experience. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. satisfaction, just like no, just silent, total confusion. Not a so discussion. you, you're you're in with the classics. You think there's some bad material? I mean, my my take on this, I I ended up watching a lot of this stuff in reverse. Like I didn't go yeah. see a lot of the like, like I didn't see the original Assault on Precinct 13 until I was in my 20s. I didn't see. Sure. I, mean, I only watched The Fog like with you last year, man. Like I mean, I haven't watched. I mean, same. That was my New first Fog time. At all. And I, all right. When did you fog. see the? When did you see the thing? The thing, I mean, that I saw probably, I probably saw that in my 20s. I probably saw that in my 20s. Three but years like, ago. Going to like a DVD, like watching it later. Yeah, like, it was like something where like it was either on TV or on DVD. Like, And same with like shit like Halloween and all that stuff. Like, Because I, I was never a big horror guy. So like I, I missed I, well, a lot I was, of that. I'm a little older than you all probably. So I think I saw like the Halloween theme got to me. My dad knew. So he would play it in a room. Oh, okay. So, I mean, do, 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 do. so sometimes he would track me because he played in the front TV and then played in the back. I just was stuck in the middle of the apartment, can't move. So I remember maybe Halloween two. I never went to those theaters to see any Halloween. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, Carpenter's like, like I saw Attack from Escape from New York, but I, I think I saw that on VHS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't go to the theater to see that. And then Escape from LA was horrible. So like, you know, um, Village of the Damned, VHS. Yeah, I think I think I, I watched it lots. I got into VHS really heavy. I had was okay. Lego around the corner from me, like literally, like I could walk two blocks in New York, and he was three for ten. So I that way I was able to accumulate a lot of those three for ten, and I would just get a lot of VHS and watch a lot of those. Films. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, I did a lot of video rental. I went and like Jeff has a whole video store history, so there's a lot of things I, I imagine do. you saw. Yeah, like like that that catch up era 
But Village of the Dam, that's the white hair children, right? Yes, it is. I think, no, you know what? Maybe I went to the theater and saw it. Because, but you got to think, I'm from the era. I grew up in the, 90, in the 80s, 90s. Like, you kind of yeah. went to the movies with a girl. Yeah, right, right. You know what I'm saying? And, they, or you, and you, if you went with your boys, it was because of that specific movie. And you didn't really go by yourself. That was kind of, that was the theme around it. That's so true. Like, and like the stigma of that was weird. Like you went well, to the, the thing, what that yourself, would lead you, you to do, but that would lead you to watch a lot of stuff in your home. Or right. That's because you can't round up three of your friends to go watch Ocean Mars. And oh, and, and I know we'll get into it. I know we'll get into it, but isn't there like a, a sister movie to that? Isn't there like another Mars movie that came out at the same time? Well, there were like two more Mars movies yeah. that came out before that that flopped. Um, yeah. One of them was Mission to Mars, which I yes. saw it, which I saw in the theaters on Mushrooms. And I had I know to, that that one was a better quality. I realized it was that, a that good happened. quality. You had some great actors in that Don Cheadle's and that. But I remember like my mouth disappeared, and I had spent half the oh, movie no. in the bathroom. Now, which one, like, what was that about? That was one the scientific Mars Zero. Not yeah, that was okay. not a scientifically. Yes. And and then there was another Mars movie. Def, do you know which one that was? There was another Mars movie that the flopped Earth. hard in that as well. But I don't think why were we so title. bored with Mars? Yeah, nobody did it right because the best Mars movie is Total Recall. Absolutely. Fair. That's the Fair argument. And why didn't you say, let's just build, let's just take that universe and just redo it? That's it. That's all I was so start. wildly dismissive of like boring Arnold Schwarzenegger movies that I never watched that film oh, until so way I, later, to like two, three years ago. And I like love, I was like, how this is incredible. This is like Bro, beyond Bro, anything bonkers. that that dude ever did. Bro, 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 he's a genius. I went oh, to yeah. see Total Recall yeah. and this is me. I went with my mother, and it 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 twisted her up so much that we she made me sit and we watched it again because she didn't get yeah. it. And we sat and watched Fair. it two straight times. This is when you used to do that stuff. She oh, still yeah. didn't get it, so we had to stay. We stayed like two and a half because she had to watch it again. But the, the third time we watched it, she watched it halfway through, and then she's like, "Okay, we need." But she's still like, "I don't know if it's a dream or not." But yeah, Total Recall was a total experience. I watched it two and a half times. I was totally blown away. What a movie! And and Verhoeven, isn't that who did that? Yeah, Verhoeven, yeah, absolute genius. Yep, like one of but my. But there's, there's something to be said about him and Arnold because because when they when they don't work with each other, it's different themselves. But like him and Arnold, very 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 good team. Very yeah, good. I oh, totally yeah. agree. Totally, hundred percent. Uh, I don't remember what the third Mars movie was off the top of my head. I don't, but that era did have a lot of like space exploration, big Hollywood budgets. Not Stuff too far, just... not deep space, other than Star Trek, but it was like Mars. And right. The asteroid. neighboring space. Yes. Yeah, like boats. around Earth. Yeah. yeah. Where the Moves. thing with this one, I, I'm going to ask later, I think we should ask whether or not we really loved this movie or not. I'm sure that the answer is going to be no, because it was for all intents and purposes, a bad film, but I've really, right. so we watched it twice and I really enjoyed the second watch because I decided not to pay attention to the human survival thing that Carpenter revisits over and over and over and over and over again. And I just focused on like, what's going on on Mars? What's happening on Mars? And the answer to me is Mars is not pumped about Earth folks. No, they don't win. Like that's the whole. They don't win at the end. It's the slow yeah. fade, slow motion. 
Martians are still taking over bases. They don't win. Like, nope. you know. It's it's a it's a really like it's a brutal film in its making and in its like presentation and what actually happened. Well, there's a lot it's of brutal things. If anybody knows about architecture, like with stone type structures, and they said that was ancient and and they and then also I I don't know if it's deliberate, but they made the Martians or the people possessed by the, the Mars dust. They didn't speak English. They were intelligible. I didn't. They were just screaming and grunting. They didn't say a word. They didn't say a demand. They didn't have any type of. I mean, it was very expressive with their body. Right. I feel like that's specifically because they were trying. This is a weird theory, but that they were trying to communicate using human communication tools, and we're kind of bad at it. They don't have the language. Right. They don't like download your brain as a computer. They just the main take villain, over he this had, thing and are like, ah, yeah. this thing is weird. Right. It's why and they're stop slow talking. and bad and stuff. And the main villain dude, he had his main moments were like three or four different screens. The guy that train, was dressed up like he was in a Misfits cover band? Looking like um, uh, or in um, Mad Max. He has a name. Hit me, please. I never figured it out. He didn't tell you. We don't know it. What is in the credits, he has a name. Yeah. And that name is Big Daddy Mars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Big so it's, Daddy Daddy Mars. it's the presentation. Yeah. If this is presented like a grindhouse film, like Rodriguez and Tarantino would do, sure. Then mm. you can then you could go even further. Like you can know his name is Big Daddy Mars and put it in big block letters on the screen as on a freeze freeze frame. Yeah. And then keep going. Like that's like go into it. But it was like the semi-seriousness of Ice Cube's lines, like, yeah. But I, 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 I mean, he he yeah. killed that guy. He killed Big Daddy Mars. I said it right, Big Daddy Mars. Yeah, he said he, he said, killed Big Daddy Mars. And said goodbye, you big motherfucker. <laughs> that was sounded like <laughs> that's like it was exit no like, it was Ice no Cube. Like, exit hero. We've been fighting about he. First of all, you burned him alive, and he yes, was, <laughs> but he was burning. Like it's funny because when they cut the scene, he was still on fire. And then later he was just smoking and mad, like shaking it off. When did he put the fire? Well, I digress. I don't understand the atmosphere. No, exactly. Okay. We don't know about that. There, it's not the same atmosphere as ours. We take another like you know ten years okay. or so before they I, were. We have to, to start. We definitely have to start with the first thing. And I'll let y'all continue on. Right. The air, the respirators would have would have goggles. Yes. Yeah, the breathers. They had, a, and there was a little thing I think associated that you I could, didn't see the thing. I just sort of put it on there. I saw it like once. I saw it like it's once just in like the whole film. A filter because it's like 90% Earth's air. So they just have to filter out what pollutants they haven't figured out yet, right? Yeah, oh, yeah because that's they all are changing the air. They were terrifying. 84%. 84% terrifying. This movie breezes over the, the like coolest facts about Mars in like the first, just like, Five seconds. They're like, here's a bunch of cool, interesting shit. Well, they only well, had, that's the last time you'll ever have to worry about that. Now it's a war zone. <laughs> they only had Pam Brill retainer for a day. Uh, so, yeah, you know, they had they, it for one day. They had to because the fake cut it. I was like, when did this happen? No, when no. did and this happen? I'll go check it out. Bye. We'll never yeah. see her again. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's like Pam Greer was doing work at that time, but she wasn't like that busy. They couldn't be like no, and she had some horrible lines. She probably didn't no. have a script. She she did that was a one day shoot. She wasn't she didn't have a script. She just talked. She just spoke how she wanted to. It's, it feels like some Brando shit. When you think about it, there's there's really only a handful of scenes that she's in that are very compressed. She's on the train. She's there when they get on the ground for the first time. She shows up at the precinct once. 
and she shows up at the uh the bar that's a that everyone's hanging from the ceiling with no heads on and so then okay. you don't you, you don't see how she dies i mean we no, know how she we dies don't get a pamper death scene no it's just like is, then it's just gone because when the girl was running with her head i thought that was rear running mm-hmm. but it was the girl and to that was be it. fair we kind of get some where they like i mean she does where we do get where she smashes the head down on the pike right but we don't know when she encountered that girl when her head was no we didn't get a true destiny but we did get some craziness got a gnarly i mean and and the funny thing was that cgi was too bad Uh -uh. Uh, that that, that practicality she didn't look like a mannequin yeah yeah, I think like the, the 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 practical special effects is something where I mean, given Carpenter's history, if he always worked with like he's used to that sort of thing more so than like actual right. CGI type stuff, and that's part yeah. of where this movie fails on some of the visuals is that it could have used some actual Definitely CGI stuff. Them. Like, I mean, like, well, it was expensive at the time, though, right? I mean, yeah, but just some of the things they're trying to do, which was the way they did the kills and the action shots, like, right. like having no, some no st- totally. And also just the, the drabness of the set and just the, that pervasive yeah, drabness. That same type of red set, the train scene, it was very slow. Obviously, that was a miniature. Like, that's yes. what I'm saying. Use Total Recall. Use those backgrounds. There's no background to that. It's dark and there's no. lightning strikes. There's no this was designed by uh, one of the set designers of Star Trek. And it brought you, I bet you so money. It was wildly simple. It was a reused set. Yeah. I guarantee we could find a Star Trek episode with a couple of those. Made sense. Makes sense to me. I mean, look, it's very clear that you know that they didn't spend a lot on on the set. They didn't spend a lot on on that. I think practical effects are where they spent the most. So basically, how many times they showed someone's head coming off or yeah. getting slashed in the neck. There was a know, bunch or, of those. There was a bunch of decapitations. And that's and the, yeah, that's all practical the cops effects. Decapitated a bunch. Yeah. yeah, we we lose we lose the rookie cop that way, and it's a shame that rookie cop was only fifty years away from retirement. She was always staring off into the distance, not following orders. And she was doing a thing at the end. Yeah. Two guns. She was two, she was two double fisting. That was a big loss for that team. And then and then a bus okay. Because she was actually capable. She was holding them off. Right. And then here comes some I love they deputized the uh, the prisoners uh, and were like, All right, get ready to die. And they did. (laughs) Well, first off, we noted Shorty in the leather clad, she had a line. They were cut. Because there was yes. no reason to, for yeah. her to be clad in that and be all, you know, gung-ho in the prison and not say a word. She yeah, had right. lines. They were cut. She definitely had lines or a moment. And then my thing is, like, I'm not saying, you know, forgive me, but she was a little more sexualized. So why didn't Statham kind of keep trying to mess with her? I couldn't stand that part of him trying to have sex with her. There's, there's a number of times in this film where the moment and the gravity of the film gets sucked out by somebody needlessly hitting on somebody really hard yes even though they've been in the same place together for obviously a train ride at least yes they've been together when he, when he pulled her into the room i was annoyed it's that was okay like, like the second time the second time she is initiating sort of a back and forth and like making sure he understands that this shit ain't happening third and time then, it was just like what is what is the need of this just have him present the room as the room and let's get ready to fight these fucking misfit-looking motherfuckers. But he did wear her down. He did wear he her did. down. She, she kissed him, and an explosion came in. And, yeah. But it was just... Quite yeah. a interrupted. Also, also Pam, Pam Greer jumps in from Sexual a place harassment. of authority and is like, makes a pass, is rebuffed, and is like, 
You don't have to tell me twice. Then Jason Statham is like, well, you do have to tell me over and over and over again. It's it's, it's, it's a, a weird film. I think it was a way to get him to say something clever. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's also the, the the reality of just like they're trying to present this again. They make that very clear in the opening in the opening screens that this is a matriarchy, it's a women led society that they live right. in, in the year in the in the twenty second century. Is and it it's just a- like, but yet you still have guys being, being like persistently guys. creepy assholes. Yes. Like right. that does well, not but change. But just say, just say the other guy was the tall guy was pretty direct. Yeah. He was following orders. Yeah. Um, Descanso, but that's because Descanso was in real life actually was in a relationship with Natasha Henstrich. So I guess he didn't sense. really need to. That's, but they, they cut his arm at that, right? Yes. He, he didn't get in. When they when they were treated, he, he was shooting with the gun. But then who was yeah. the other guy that popped up? It seemed like they just made another cop out of nowhere. I mean, they, they, the killed, they, they, they killed a lot of people that were not significant presences in the film. Yeah. Right. It's like even when they added in Ice Cube's crew. I also got to talk about Ice Cube, obviously. But when they play. brought in Ice Cube's crew, Uno dos tres, like Uno was the only one who really had any sort of development, which then right. you later learned us because he was Ice Cube's brother. Brother, we, we learned from a, Trey a throwaway learned, fact. No, sorry, and those, 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 and those got that was a waste. Because I like that actor. He cut his finger off because he was high, or whatever. Oh and, yeah, on that. And he's like up. he's useless. <laughs> he can't. Then he can't Ooh, do a grenade. You can't do a four can grenade because his hand is messed up. Come on, no. man. And also, like, uh, just for a little bit of fun fact, so Lo- that's Lobo Sebastian playing Dose yes. in a reunion with his next Friday co-star, right? Ice Cube. He was Low Joker in Next Friday. Yes, right? he was. He right. looks so much shorter. I think they just like, stuff on And like, as, and as much as like John Carpenter, like, just in the in you know, subsequently tried to defend this film and sort of be like, like, I thought people would find this funny. We were trying to be funny. Like, that's one of the only scenes that's actually funny to me. It's a dark, the humorous scene, but like when he's so high and he has the machete, he's trying to impress the that inmate that he well, when you're trying to be funny, you see the zipper. Like yeah. that's when it definitely doesn't work. When you're trying yeah. to be mm-hmm. funny, it doesn't work. Like Mel, Mel um not Mel, um, Mel Brooks movies don't have a laugh track, but right. you, you crack up. Now, if they made it a sitcom with a laugh track, you kind of maybe it may, maybe it changes the comedy. You know what I'm saying? Like so, yeah. I think ugh, if he was trying to be funny, I, my thing that's what I'm saying that he should have just went for it. You got Ice Cube with the two Uzi, you know. Both. Maybe John Carpenter at that time just wasn't like very funny. You know what I mean? This might just be a failing. Like, you know, think about the movies that you watch. There's very little real levity in Halloween. There's a skill. Total Recall. It's very action oriented. But there's a skill in making something like slightly funny. Like, totally agree. I don't say like that skill with the with the screenwriting that was happening here. The skill just wasn't there. Because if you were, if he claims to have been trying. Just wasn't a very funny film. Or no, it wasn't funny. It was. It wasn't like it just wasn't like it's very serious. This is a grim situation. Uh, I, all about. I will say I laughed at the fact that we essentially just had like a Rammstein music video in the middle, <laughs> <laughs> where where everyone just danced around to metal music and covered themselves in uh, human blood. That soundtrack is is wild. That's John oh, Carpenter man. with like. Buckethead, Buckethead and fucking like one of the guys from the cars, Elliot Easton is in is on that soundtrack. Yeah, and then played, fucking yeah. Anthrax is Anthrax. in that mix. And then fucking yeah. uh Robin Fink. Who, and Carpenter like, himself. 
Robin Garbage Fink of, of Nine Inch Na- of Nine Inch Nails yeah. is in this thing. So like, oh, this sounds like a shitty like. Industrial you throw cover all that band. together, you get Rammstein. <laughs> you you get discount Rammstein. <laughs> okay, no, everybody. It's, it's a fucking mess. It's a fucking mess in a lot of ways. Right. And it's sort of like it's the end of a really good streak. Like, forget about Carpenter for one. End of a really good streak for Ice Cube. Like yes. by this point, he had been in film for a decade, beginning with 91 with Boys in the Hood. And yep. then all these notable films, Trespass in 92, Friday in 95, Anaconda in 97, Three Kings in 99, and then next Three Friday Kings. in 2000. Like so many of those films right. are enjoyable and some of them are classic. Some of those are iconic in his performances. Like, I mean, I recently read. I mean, that's Boys. the reason he was the studio's choice. Yeah. They over wanted Jason St- Statham over Jason was going to be the main star, and they put Ice Cube there because they were like, "This dude is wildly popular." You That's know, you can't just be only white people on this planet. Let's, you know, we got to do something about that. Ice Cube was bankable. He was a bankable. Star. Yeah, it was really, really a try. Yeah, I think after after Three yeah. Kings, you know, David O. Russell, like you, you get to like, all right, like this, he's third build in that lineup only because the other two actors were you know, had done more quote unquote Hollywood, if you will. Right. But exactly. like he he carries he carries that film in so many ways. He does. He's so he's so well in that. He does it wait, that. doesn't he get it off the back of this? Doesn't he get the um be in the triple X sequel? Yeah, he gets he gets tons also of work that, after this. Which like is he a continues really to atrocious do. film. Bad, yeah. But it's like weird to you know switch from Diesel to him. But yeah, to make him the, the thought to do he was a viable action star for a second. Right, we well, get yeah, all about the Benjamin. So he does yep. he does that with, with Mike Epps, and so now they're in that sort of like action buddy comedy mode. Action buddy comedy. So he can yep. do that, Two and he does something like Triple X, and he can do that, and then like then it just then he just can do anything he wants. Then he can do a family film. But then know? he started doing a lot of the films. Right? Are you there? Are we there yet? Yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, and he can do that at that point. There's no reason for him not to because he's at that stage. Like I mean, you think right. about not you know it's I don't think it's one to one, but it's just like think about Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy did a lot of comedy films that were for. A grown-up audience, R-rated comedies, R-rated comedies, and then at some stage, I guess after Harlem Nights, we talked about Harlem Nights on a, on an earlier uh-huh. episode. After Harlem Nights, it's just like he went, "Well, you know what? I think after and really after the failure of Pluto Nash, he's just like kids yeah. movies, kids movies." Yep. He he also Daddy had Daycare, Shrek, and all that stuff. He said like, something about he wanted his children to, to see him more often, and they were of that age. But also, yeah. he had had that like quote unquote. Uh, wild occurrence where he was oh the tabloid stuff he yeah, was yeah. shamed and he yeah. was like yeah, at that... the top of the shame game for a long time yeah, yeah he took a lot of hits for that but he was but it was interesting because he wasn't he was a nightlife guy yeah, so like, right. that incident to me with the girl with the girl with the train yeah with the trans woman oh yeah the trans yeah. woman is, yeah, trans, yeah. And, but that to me was part of that nightlife thing that's how i took it like you know what i'm saying that's like getting caught if they, if they got cold, cold. It was the same, like similar things. But you're right, yeah. that didn't hang, but I, I don't think it stopped it. But it, I wonder if it made it, I think that doing it. family movies at that point, you know, it it's gonna help, it's gonna do more. Oh, yeah, for yeah, you, than, you know yeah, what I'm saying? VR, yes. VR and I, I don't, I, I don't mean to sound like you, but I think that was just like the way things were going, the movies were failing. You know, well, I heard I don't, that didn't really exist with Cube until this. What you're saying is that the arc is very similar. That this well, is I where Harlem Nights in particular, it was a lot of work. 
He he said that that yeah. he he directed it. He didn't know it was that kind of exactly. No, totally. We did talk about, yeah, and that. he was totally overwhelmed with that. He says yeah. that. Yeah, um, he wanted he wanted it to be like just like a hang with all these comedy people he loved, and it was like way more work than he thought it was going to be. And right. like I remember he went on like Arsenio and like and said like, and they were like, "You could do this because like I don't want to." I guess he said, I, I he said he'll it. never do it. Again. I mean, I think he's no. directed since, but he's like he. It took a while. Yeah. He it was his own. He, that, it was actually worked. the only film he's ever directed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's produced plenty of stuff. Don't get me. I'm pretty sure he had more hand in coming to America. Like yeah, he had, yeah. Like, you know, he was doing that. But, but yeah, he doesn't want to be in charge of that. He doesn't want to be in no, charge. He's of like, that. Nah, no. one time, he didn't like it, it at all. Once. It's like Magic Johnson. He was a head coach. Now I'm doing yeah. it once. Exactly. No, it's, it's the I think, but I think the arc is what's interesting because, like, for someone like Cube, who played these very confrontational roles and these very macho roles, right? Like it's shifting. Shift and torque, yeah, sure. Oh God, torque. I I, I remember torque very well. I wrote an article for Vice about torque. That's crazy, because it was like the Fast and Furious biker boys, yeah, torque, and they were supposed to be bicycle versions of Fast and Furious, which exactly, yeah, biker boys being the the superior. But but biker boys had the ill like special effects, right? Love love that movie. and the freeze. Yes, biker boys is a classic killer movie, man. But torque had all the best product placement. And all the yeah, product placement. Yeah, and it was Bow Wow on Torque. He was in, which one he was in? Bow Wow was in one of them because he was wearing a bandana. I just, I, I think I like this movie better than Torque, to be honest. Torque is, um, torque is, hard. It was rough. Torque torque is rough. a rough film to watch, but no, it's yeah, interesting. Biker Boys had all the animation girls. It was kind of crazy. Yeah. Out of control. Biker Boys out of control. But even though, like, I think, you know, Ghost of Mars obviously was not a successful film. I think for Cube, it was a, a very logical choice to make. He says, yeah. it made sense, well, he, yeah, it made sense at that time, yes. He says, like, in retrospect, it's one of the worst films he's been in, maybe the worst film he's ever been in. But he's like, how was I going to pass up the opportunity worth with John Carpenter? Right. He was a fan. He yeah, I enjoyed mean, it's, John it's Carpenter. Say, no. man, I mean, they probably didn't shoot things in order, but it's handy. Like, I was watching it in the first scene of Dialogue just horrible. Pam Grizz, like I'm like, what is going on? This train slow. It's just that's a bad, it's a bad uh, place setting. Like you're setting up a plate, you're forking, and not. It just looks bad. Presentation is really bad. And and then they get there, nobody's there. I'm like, what is going on with this movie? They try to save so much money by there's nobody on set at first. Yeah. Once Ice Cube shows up, he's like 22 minutes in, which is actually pretty good because a lot of these movies right. where it, they put rappers. Where rappers yep. are prominent, like you don't see them to hour two sometimes. All the DMX ones, he was in that first. It was an action scene in the beginning of the movie. He was doing mm. something. Like, yeah, know. exactly. That yeah, but like an Ice T movie, he might not show up till an hour fifteen in it. Yeah, if that you, happens a lot. If you think about Cube's character through the lens of okay, so Cube shows up like what twenty minutes in. Twenty two. Yeah, we've gone through. Yeah, okay. And they have to get to the planet, and then yeah, to they and do then some to... things, and then he's just there. Think yeah. about this as the third part of the escape series, and that they're going there, and the person who is in that cell is Snake Plissken. That's the way they were talking about. Yeah, it lines right up because you. That's the way they were talking about him. Is of him being an outlaw? This dude, like you, yeah. truly do not want to turn your back on this dude. He's escaped from both New York and L.A. No one's ever. Or or, or the, no one's um, ever left both of those cities. Before. Or the Pitch Black series, the way they had right. Vin Diesel as that type of prisoner, right? That yeah. Reputation because even when they like, moved yo, on you to the next have this movies, man get away. He was on the planet, you know, still messing people up. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. 
So yeah. I think that that's kind of what this was supposed to be. Well, I have actually some information if you would be interested oh, in knowing. Um, it this the an early version of this script, an early version of the script was originally meant to be a third escape movie. It was actually supposed to be no. Snake Plissken. It was supposed to be Mars? Was... I mean, Mars, but maybe not 21, whatever. Like, I think it's a different version. But the thing is this. Escape from L.A. is supposed to take place like 2013. It was, I think it was supposed like to be that. Escape from Earth. So what happens is, for this idea for Escape from Mars, they try to get the rights from the studio, and they wouldn't give it to them. Or at least they wouldn't give it to him for mm. a, a reasonable price. So he creates Desolation Williams as a character instead. And then Desolation Williams was, you know, Jason, as we said before, Jason Statham was going to be that character. And then it ultimately was not because right. Ice Cube was available and way more bankable. Jason Statham had only done like Lockstock and Snatch. Right. And had done one other movie, which was another rap movie. Um, it, it was with Praz and. Um, oh, uh, uh, yeah. No, no, no. It's um, Turn It Up with Praz and Ja Rule. Came huh. out a year remember. before. Yeah. I've never seen it. It's definitely something that I have subsequently added once. to I've my list. That sounds like so something good. that would totally be in my wheelhouse. I've never heard of this. It exists, and it came out before this movie. So it was, it was Jason. Stay Stay wait, 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 fans. <laughs> Is it the one about the school? And it's the one about the musician. Like, they're, they're trying to be, uh, I think he's trying to be a, a rap artist or a singer or whatever. Oh, okay. I, it's, I've seen it once. So, p- point being, like, yeah. Statham had not, this was before the transporter. Like, right, so before Statham he started was, becoming like a leading, like, man of his own, right? Like, he had filmed, like, I, I was reading an interview with him at the time that goes to, like, a press junket for Ghost to Mars. And Statham was saying that, like, he had already filmed The One with Jet Lee. Oh, I remember that movie. Oh, I saw that in theaters. I saw that in theaters. I think it was like the same week as the third Star Wars prequel. It came out at the same time, and I went to that instead of the Star Wars movie. Um, so he's in that. That's what. And and then a year later, the transporter comes out, but he talks about the transporter. People start asking him about it. He's like, I can't really talk about it. I can't really say anything because it was it was it was a dark horse because it wasn't it wasn't bankable. They didn't know it was going to work. I, I know yeah. for sure they didn't know it was going to work. They were uh, what they no. mean. They made three of them, right? They made three, and then they rebooted it. Then they rebooted it. With a new actor? New actor, yeah. They did a TV series, and I think they did a fourth movie with a rebooted actor that did not take off. Yeah, I don't remember the fourth. But huh. the original, like, it's Luke, It's obviously the, the first movie. It's Luke Besson, and, you know, it's like... So, like, yeah. Jason Statham wasn't there yet, but Ice, Ice Cube was 100% there. He was already yes. a bankable Great. star. And so, like, yeah, it makes sense that you put him in that role. But, like, yeah, I think in the same way that, like, a Walter Mosley would create these characters, like an E.C. Rollins, and then yes. come up with a different story. Like, Desolation Williams was meant to be a character that Carpenter could use later. I mean, the way yeah. this film ends, right. obviously, sets right. it up. I wanted to see, as much as I had mixed feelings, and my experience with the, with this film is complicated, and I'll go into that in a sec, which I had mixed feelings about about it. Like I wanted to see the sequel because what they were about to do, him and Natasha Henstrich, about to listen, kill a bunch of Martians. This or was something. setting up for a classic, wonderful sequel because the first one has to explain what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. with these these Mars things. I don't. I'm not calling them ghosts. They weren't ghosts. But they weren't ghosts. Still fucking they weren't ghosts. ghosts. It's not. Oh, they were actually um, Azazel from Denzel's um, movie. Uh... What was the movie? He was the detective, and the occupying spirit was Azazel. He would jump from body to body. Oh, jump from body to body. Oh, oh shit. Uh, what was that called? Mm. 
before, but that's what it reminded me of. They were showing it floating around. I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I was like, oh, this is dead something. I love that movie too. I just don't know. The yeah. Movie. Really good. John. It's more of a possessor. That's a possessor. And these were yeah. possessors as well. Yeah. Fallen. 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 That's yes. Right. 98. That's a fun one. I'm going to watch that tonight. Here's my question. What, what were there any ghosts of Mars? No. Okay. I mean, there was two things. There was the people that were immediately possessed, and then the dust right. was still floating around. Right. right. So like it was the dust still floating the apparitions. around. It, it immediately changed their faces. Hmm. But I guess that's a quote unquote ghost apparition because it could occupy your body, but it's lose the sense of so at the end the woman says are we to just go to you know the council the, of the cartel runs the yeah cartel. the cartel that's what it was the cartel right. and right. tell them that there are ghosts so the the earth is now run by cartels we know that and they don't want to stop that money away. flow that's what that's that right is. they tell the cartel if we say there. there's a ghost problem they're going to be like Fuck out of here you Build. Yeah, exactly. that's another thing i didn't realize until like the end and then on the train. Mm. We didn't leave Mars. We the whole movie's on Mars. We didn't go We're to Earth. Mars. We didn't get a transport ship or anything like that. We're on Mars. Pretty much once you're on Mars, you're not going back. That's what we're kind of learning. Is like and 90, your problem now. 97% of the film is a flashback. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's doing the recount. I'll tell you what happened. And then one time she says, I can tell you what he told me what happened. And she was recounting. flashback within the flashback. Right. Yep. Someone else's flashback recounted in the flashback. Oh, it's we like were this given, layers. We were given the benefit of the full story, the dynamic full story. I can't imagine what she was actually saying to these people. <laughs> oh, yeah, she was lying definitely about. Well, she there was a little twitch. I didn't actually witness this, but there was a little twitch every uh-huh. time somebody got uh, like exercised or whatever. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. Oh, and also let's not forget. like that's in there for us, but how she can't tell them no, that like that's... these people had a tell when they had yeah. been like right. there's Doing no way. way. She's the only one that fought off the possession. Right. Yep. Possessed the draft. Except for um, well, no, let's say Carpenter's not an amateur. That guy that was trapped in that first room was fighting right. off the possession a bit. Yes, he was. And right. someone he's like, stay back, and you know, and kept it trapped in there. So yeah, they they give a little that that can happen, but they go further with her because of the drugs she takes, and she's like, you know, of strong will and mind and body. Right. She fights the thing off, which is fine. Then she runs back inside. So the, the drama of the black and her opening her eyes, and she's still like, now she's possessed, and they're looking over it. That was great, like little scene setup. But they fixed that in like ten minutes by having our You know, you know what's there. great about that scene? Drugs, drugs solve drugs. everything. They just solve well, everything. She's don't very they? vulgar. She said, yeah. people are being a fuck hoes and do drugs. Oh, when she said that, I was like, <laughs> okay, that's how I'm going to Yeah. Dr- yeah. The drug is called Clear. Clear. And it's that- first, the first time we see it, it's sort of like, I guess it's kind of meant to be hallucinogenic, but also like a mild euphoria quality. 
I took and, it as something you take when you have a long flight. Because that's what it seemed like. That she took it because she was traveling. Yeah, oh, you no. get a little psychedelic. That's the first there, time they sure. travel of that distance in the spaceship. Yeah. That, right. I, I forgot about that part, yes. It, what threw me is just when, when Desolation Williams the handcuffs it, he gets off on the planet. I was like, wait, they're not leaving Mars? This is not like aliens. He not knows to that he orbit. lives here. Is that he, if he, he goes know, back to a, a council, they're going to be like, well, obviously you know too much. You're going to jail for whatever. Well, no, I get like that. I, I, I get why he loves it. I'm saying like, but I don't think you can get off. I don't stay think that, in Mars. Yeah, at, they stay at in no Mars. time did anyone say we need to get on a ship and get right. out to like. Nope. No. no. We put these people there to labor, and that's it. And labor disruption is happening. Yeah, and tell the cartel that. Yeah, and we can't tell them that the labor has stopped because then we got to deal with it. We we don't get any sort of impression that there is any kind of commercial flight, you know, space no. travel between the places. They only seems like the only way that you get there is by working there, by signing up for a one year right. yeah. gig that actually in Mars time means two years. Well, I don't. I think that and you sign up and spot. that's where you are. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I think mm. it's further than that because like even, it seemed like people inhabited there they didn't go to mars for vacation or something like they just stayed there if you're on mars and you know where there's a place that when it's falling apart and monsters are trying to kill you uh, a bunch of den uh, glenn danzigs are running after you Mm -hmm. you would say something along the lines of like if we get to the train it can take us to outpost x yes. and outpost x has a flight to where my bed is and where my home is and, and the people i know yes. nobody mentioned that at all they were just Great. like this is a problem and then that's the reason she wants to go back at the end which is bothersome right. and that's weird bother- he's like but well we live here this say, issue is our issue we're not but the doctor did say that the mist follows the train tracks and goes from settlement to settlement right so there yeah, was right. that she mentions that early so there's that dr whitlock yeah even if that's why she went back, you blow this thing up, maybe they'll stop the dust from keeping it and stop it. As we mm-hmm. see later on, the dust keeps moving, you know. So yeah. Right. I did appreciate that aspect of it. It's like a lot of these films, it's like, okay, eventually the characters figure out how to stop the bad, yes. the, the, the alien, right. the the killers, the Whatever. demons, the, yes. the mist. And these the two are the first two that have sort of figured it out. And we're about to watch them walk out. And like do yeah. their thing, and we didn't get a sequel, and that would have been but also in the original. But also, even at that stage, they still had not made clear how do you stop these things because they couldn't stop no. them. They were well, able the to deter was, them for a time. To stop them was for us to get off the planet because they're on the planet and we're invading the planet. So that's the right. only way to stop it is to leave. But like we said, there's no mention of any type of escaping on a ship. Nope. And when she debriefed the council, they don't want to tell the cartel and. What do we see? The next scene, they're being invaded. And at no point is Natasha Antrus being like urging them, we have to get off this planet. We have to get away. I, it's like part of it is like, I think she sort of thinks she sort of is making an assumption, which Dr. Whitlock sort of tried to beg her off of, of that, you know, what we did solve the problem probably. So I'm going to stay as right. opposed to we all have to evacuate the planet because these things are coming. Yes. But it's airborne. You should you should absolutely just be like, this thing is airborne. I don't know how it works, so we should probably it, evacuate this planet. It came out the tunnel with intention. So they, we, yeah. they can mention winds yeah. and things like that, but it came flying out of the tunnel when she broke the seal. It yeah. rolls over the mountainside, as we see when it comes to the end. Right. So it definitely moves with intent. Yeah, it's a, it's a literal Pandora's box situation 
where it's like you let these things out. You're not going to get off the planet. And she says that. I'm going to make you a person of the planet. That's what the woman who accidentally freed them says that. Like, this is a. Yeah. But like of the things we know. We're never there's no capitalization on them whatsoever. We we know the benefit of us. We know that that woman was given drugs when she was possessed and the drugs that are always there for us. Mm -hmm. They exercise the demon. Yes. But I'm not entirely sure that anyone ever told anyone that like that's a big deal. No. She didn't tell anyone about drugs, period. She didn't tell anyone that counsel was about drugs. That was a little secret. She kept it in Right. That's something that Almost we got the benefit of. But she's not telling them, oh, my friends came out and dosed me with the drugs that I keep on me all the time. Yeah. What was and... his name? What was Stanker's character name? Murdoch? No. Uh, yeah, Jericho. Like Jericho. 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 That's right. So we, she withheld what would have been life-saving information. But I think, again, I think it's right. too late at that point. Those people are already skeptical of what she was saying or at least reluctant to so take she's, on the full story. she's basically just not being compliant and she's not going to give them recommendations because they'll just laugh at her. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You know, it's like, it's like I mean. It's, I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, how often in these situations where it's like if you watch like a horror movie or a sci-fi thing where someone escapes. Right. And it's like you don't get to see the aftermath. a big deal in Carpenter's world. Escaping like, and, is a big deal. And think about like not in Carpenter, but in terms of another really in, in terms of a successful franchise. Think about the Alien movies. The first Alien right. film yes. is all that stuff happens on the ship and there's the finally there's the escape. And then you get to the second movie and the beginning of the second movie is like the they find her pod years yes. later. And yep. they save her, and she tries to explain to these people what what she saw, and what happened right. to her and the crew. And like, there's skepticism, but there's also like a sense of like, oh, actually, we believe you. From some who have nefarious intent, it's like sort of the cartel of this council that you're seeing. Yes. Like, there's right. so much room for the that. bureaucracy. Yeah. So like, there's there's a lore that could exist, and again, it's like the way they structure the way Carpenter structures this film as flashback within flashback situation that you just. I get like, the feeling that a lot of that stuff was. I think we've had some meddlesome note note bringers. You think, the, the unreli- you think she was an unreliable narrator because of that interrogation nature? Oh, I 100. Well, first of all, she's a cop. So the, the, you can't trust anything she says. She's going to like put herself in the best light. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, listen, he like handcuffed me to this thing. I couldn't do anything about it. I, he had earned my trust, like whatever. Sure. But like somewhere in the, in the real world, there's a version of this that exists where like cops lie, did everything and led the team (laughs) and she's taking credit for it. Yeah. (laughs) The reason they're still alive is because because they banded with criminals. Right. That's how she's right. still alive. Oh, that you know, that's a classic. And if they hadn't gone back to try and stop what happened there, a lot more people would have been alive. And the decision was I, made I can't remember who criminal. was alive when they first got away. Most of them were. So like at Uno that point, Dos like, and Trace was they still I can't remember. Uh that. so so no, we already lost we lost Uno Dos and Trace in that big in that melee in act two. Right. Where yes. they were all fighting, which again that's where like, most that's of fun. the that's Most fun. of the actors are shed. Like the weight we is lose, cut there. We lose Descanso in that scene. I think Good. we lose like the fight. The whole fight. Descanso was yeah. worthless. You yeah. have a problem with that guy. Yeah, you really did that guy. Yeah. So you really. So Descanso yeah. was a piece of shit. A little, little jealousy, I think, maybe there with the hands what jealousy? What, what do I? What do I not have that he has? Hairstyle. He, 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 he has. He has like two kids. Hair. He has two kids with uh with uh, Natasha Headstretch. That's what he has that you don't have. In real life, I do have 
a petty jealousy thing, and I was glad to see him killed. I'll admit it. I'll admit <laughs> but it. No, a lot of characters. A lot of characters. Sur- oh, yeah, a lot of characters <laughs> survive. A lot of characters survive that first that first wave. Yeah, when okay. they escape. They do. Oh yeah, because they, they were pulling back. them to get run into the. They were waving yeah. all of them into the train. You had the, the crank. The train conductor was still there. I think Robert Carandy was still alive at that point as the train conductor's coffee bringing yeah. assistant. Yep, they um, both were still there. So the those guys were still there. around. Yeah, those so poor died. dudes were dragged into a war and murdered mercilessly. Well, they they said they said when they tried to come back, there was debris on the tracks or something like mm-hmm. that. Like they got yeah. lost on the road. No, I mean like they came back, rescued these people, were heroes for dealing with what they dealt with. And then they got chopped, and up. then they got dragged back into a war and 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 destroyed. Civilians, essentially civilians. Civilians did not survive. The, the the people who were deputized in the prison did not survive. If, well, they took I, our if Natasha Hinstridge is a is a lieutenant the by the end of that uh, that hearing that we're we're privy to, then I doubt the veracity of the claims made by this board. I think they should dismantle that board. Yeah, well, well they, they, they were they, dismantled. They, they were dismantled by the Martians. Oh, yes. <laughs> so overruled. <laughs> it's what we call Martian justice. Martian you know justice. Is that okay. what we're calling it? Sick. The, the justice. guy yelling. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, the um, I was again. We read too much about this stuff as we prepare for these episodes, yeah. and like apparently the like the makeup again. Back to practical special effects. The makeup and all the prosthetic stuff that goes into. Big Daddy Mars's stuff made it hard for him to speak, which is why so much of his vocalizations is just like, because he can't actually talk. Not that they really want him to say words, but like if you're supposed to be conveying a Martian language of some kind to communicate with, yeah, it can't just be yelling. Well, I would say this: they did something good in um, ninety days a night or thirty days a night. I can't remember what it's called. Thirty days a night, yeah, yeah. They have like clicks, and, uh, but their growls are very specific. If you remember how that went when they were trying mm-hmm. to express certain things, they had a certain growl, they had a certain squeal, they had some clicks. So, yeah, a little yeah. bit more sound design. I think the difference is that there's you can tell when there's sort of been care put into that aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. And this film is is fairly careless. Mm-hmm. Um, Right. In the way it's been way it's been put together. I mean, look, it is a it's a genre mashup that doesn't know what it is at times. It is a pastiche of a lot of other carpenter a lot of other carpenter movies. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, 100%. oh, this taste of assault on precinct 13. This this race of John the Carpenter. Fog. It's the fog. Yeah, but the now race. they're Martian yeah. microorganisms. Yep. This, like this reeked of John Carpenter just being like, I'm up to my old tricks again. Let's, this is like, let's run it back one more time, boys. Like it just not there broke, was no, no fix it type. It was kind there's, of a joyless romp. There's a family guy uh gag from one of the first few seasons when I still really enjoyed that show, where they're like Stephen King is in his publisher's office. It's one of those little like, cutaways. <laughs> yeah. Stephen King's in his in his in his publisher's office, and they're like, What do you got for us? And he's like, oh, I don't know. We're just like, oh, come on, we need something. He's like, How about a, like an evil stapler? Ah, ah, ah. It's like, it's like we'll take it we'll <laughs> take like, it. i think uh, i think it was like after after i think you know john carpenter's vampires was the movie he did right before this yeah. which is a fun movie what you know was james, that? it was just james woods james woods yeah and they were like well, wait were they, were they like more modernized vampires yeah you know? yeah they were like right. modern day vampire hunter things and like it was and there was like vampire society very it's a I mean, it's a B, solid B movie. I would say that's a solid right. B movie. Like, always that, a place, seemingly when he's at his best. I want our listeners to know there's always a place. Don't get too 
It's always a place for B-movies. And this is yeah, always from a cat who grew up with it in the 80s, directing video. Like, look, if you like Master P, direct the video. Yeah. That's what that stuff is. If yeah. you want to keep up with Steven Seagal, the monster, is a lot of director video. Wesley Snipes has a good chunk of his career directing yeah. video. Vivica Fox is also. No, look, I mean, we're, awesome. we are we are hardcore defenders of B movies and yeah. good or bad. Like we're like, as a as a category, it's a lot of what we watch. And I think I think it's you make some really interesting choices. You see some of the directors who do it well, and you see directors who do spotily but either way like you don't know how to direct at all yeah oh there's some of those are really like like micro budget directors micro budget directors (laughs) stuff like that but at the end of the day shot nope never again but at the end of the day it's like you know like and this is where i want to kind of go talk about specifically my experiences the first time i saw this was in 2001 i saw this in the theaters and i went with like i went with friends and i think a girl i was dating as well i think it was like me my girlfriend and like two other friends went to go see this movie one night and it was like a later showing of it it was it was at a like a two screen theater in queens uh and like we walked out of there onto empty streets and we're just like what the fuck was that what the what fuck, the fuck did we what the fuck did we watch and i didn't watch were it for another i didn't watch it for another like 22 years right and i came back for this show and watched it because I I was curious, right. and when we did when I did the first watch, uh, which was my technically my second watch, I got high. I watched it, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" Right. And then this morning, I got up bright and early, and put it on for my final watch. And on my final watch, I was like, "I kind of get it. I kind of understand." There are some really bizarre choices that could definitely benefit from a real CGI special effects budget. It could benefit for some better actor choices in some of these spots. But like I actually for the third time, I started to like maybe it's Stockholm syndrome, but I started to enjoy myself to actually enjoy myself watching this thing. Oh, yeah. And it just it it's starting to grow on me. I'll tell you what, Gary, it's one of the rarest things in, in the entire podcasting industry. Exact same thing happened to me pretty much. Shit. I didn't get the benefit of watching when I was like 11. It's just the execute. I just think like if the sets look, if the scenery looks so much better, it would enhance everything Fair. they were saying. Everything. All the things they were doing. It would have been like. The fact like, that it like, looked like a Firefly. science fiction thing from the 60s was not, oh, it didn't help much, no. If it had that Marvel green screen money, then yeah. those worlds would have looked extraordinary. It would look great. Even though it was abandoned. Yeah. The, the walls would look different. That, 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 that thing about it, off into the background, into the distance would have looked a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Don't look too closely at any at any particular aspect of a thing outside, because then you really know you're on a set. It's so obvious you're on a set. It, it's a messy film, but and I'm not saying that anyone should have to watch any movie three times in order to like appreciate it, man. But I'm just gonna say, like, as somebody who subjected themselves to it a few right. times, I I started to see its its merits. I'm not gonna come out and be a be its vocal defender and tell people you must watch <laughs> it. I'm not dying on that fucking hill, but I will say. It started to grow on me, and I started to appreciate it as the sort of shoddy B movie that it is. It, I will say it does have a nice place in a pantheon of B movies, but I would never give it its props. It was poorly put together, and in the sense that, and this was also the phenomenon back then when it was two movies that were almost identical. I only picked one to kind of like. I didn't like sure. Deep Impact and Armageddon or whatever. I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked a little bit about that on the show with other people, where mm-hmm. like. 
you forget that there were like 10 other movies like that yeah. at any given time. If it was a Hollywood blockbuster, all of them were going to make a movie about that at the same time. And sometimes Absolutely. it messes up your memory of the movie, the one that you like, because you'll start blending them. Right. And thinking, oh, this happened and that. It was like, no, that was the other one. So it was very. And, the, and, and that third Mars movie that we were trying to remember, was so we had Mission to Mars right. and we have Ghosts of Mars. It's 2000. It was it was Red Planet with Val Kilmer, oh. and Harry Ann Moss, and the late Tom Sizemore. I remember the one absolutely the, um, saying, I'm not seeing that the second I looked. I saw it's that one. That's the one where did. the planet actually starts grabbing them with like right. cyclones or something like that. And they go to see an old ancient structure. Yeah, it's like do something it properly. Like, like yeah. a gamma ray thing or something. I, I, I don't a remember mystic, all the A details. mystic force is at play. Yeah, that's what it's saying. Yeah. yeah. But isn't that also in Mission to Mars with Don? Mission Hill? to Mars, I forget exactly what the what the thing is again. I I did watch it on mushrooms. Wasn't it like I some spent... alien civilization <laughs> that they found? It? So it could be about anything. And also I spent half that movie long. in the bathroom making sure my mouth was still there. I'm just going like you lost your mouth. That's so crazy. It really is what happened. It was oh, one of shit. one of one of the most uh, one of the wildest mushroom experiences I've ever had was watching Mission to Mars. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, it is a forgettable film. It is definitely when you start ranking Mars movies, it's not going to be your first. And, you know, it, it's definitely nobody's favorite Carpenter film uh, by any stretch. But Let I me, think can I and, can and I it was also a his couple last... of things that make it cool because okay, we have yeah, been sure. shitting on it and rightfully so. Yeah, sure. Yeah, go for it. There's a lot of bad acting, a lot of terrible sets, et cetera, et cetera. One thing that's super cool is that this movie like identifies the fact that like this thing is native to here and is trying to expel us mm -hmm. and we'll go to the links of using our own bodies against us. That is a wild concept. It wasn't fleshed out enough, but the second viewing, I really appreciated that a lot mm -hmm. that it's not just, Oh no, we it's a mystical force. You could see it that way, but like they explain a couple of times, like, they're from here and they're mad that we're here. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. And yeah. like that added a bit of depth once I, it's hard to get there because you really don't want to listen to the dialogue. It's awful. Yeah. It's really bad. You know, but if you analyze it, it's not, you know, they, they hinted some really cool stuff that they just should have extrapolated on. All the interesting stuff in this movie is glossed over quickly because a bunch of Glenn Danzig's are after them. And it's also because it's presented in monologue form. Like the exposition is mm. presented like, okay, Willock is going to explain to you this thing. And it's like, I get it. And like, I'd rather have not known some of this stuff. I'd rather have had a lot more uncertainty about what they were facing, you know? Um, they were a little more vague. And more, yeah. Well, and more, more speculation rather than authority. Like in the thing, they have a big meeting right away. And they're like, mm -hmm. what do we know about the thing? Mm -hmm. And they review yeah. what they know. And each of them brings like, there's a scientist there and it's like, oh, well, actually I know a whole bunch of things about the thing. But with this, no one ever was like, yo man, what do we know about this? They would just well, they every see, now and again. Right. They never stopped to do any they, type of scientific They assessment. never grabbed this woman that knew literally everything and said, okay, sit down with me. I'm not going to like put you, jack you up against the wall. I'm just going to like sit with you and talk yeah. to you about what the fuck is going on. And that's what's insane about this movie is that like yeah. once you as the viewer 
have a better sense of what's happening than the people, or, or at least yeah. are on the same Which level as them, understanding like, okay, so this is how these guys get around. This is what, how they pass through. Why are you killing people? Why are you killing these Martians? At no point should you They're be murdering to get these you. Martians. They should be finding ways to trap them, capture the body them, count imprison in this them. Film, it is crazy. Because they are wild bodies. Like, now. isn't that how they get rid of Jericho? Don't, don't like eight, nine of them stab him to death? Yeah, just fucking like, go to town on him real, real zombie show, style. Like, yeah. He doesn't even get the proper depth. He's just under a pile of Martian stabbing him. Yeah. Yes. You just see, rah, 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 just going at him. Yeah. No, it's like the, the nonsense of the murdering, of the murdering of Martians by these people. It's like, because that's all we know. Is that it? Like, we don't know how to like figure well, out a way the Martians to, yeah. built that put him in a very battery. large hole. Yeah. Put him in a very large hole, perhaps. Like, I don't know. Like, and look, they blew up. They blew up a base with a bunch of them on there, and it was still more than enough to attack the next base. So, so they like, what we learn, and this is the other cool thing, what we learn is that Earth governments on Mars are also useless. Yeah, government is useless, yeah. kids. Yeah. Toss it aside. Don't tell the cartel. The yeah. cartel. I mean, that line, that line was more chilling than like any body I found in Halloween. Mm-hmm. Where she was like, what are we going to tell the cartel? There's going to be a bunch of ghosts. <laughs> fuck Get the here. fuck out of here. <laughs> fuck out of here. Fuck and like, they end the movie basically on a fuck out of here in a way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, it's like the American idea. This is in every single fucking movie. It's mm-hmm. just like, we're going to nuke it. We're gonna nuke whatever yeah. it is. You're gonna nuke. And that's from it. Alien. That's from Aliens. We and it didn't work. It Another orbit. thing that's cool about this is that the nuke from, thing didn't work. Fucking, Just like the first time. It's like time. Godzilla. It's Godzilla. Yeah. And they showed it from orbit. They showed it from space. The big blast cloud, mushroom yep. cloud. Yeah. They, we have to get out the blast radius, and it did not work. Jim, you're right. Shit, it did not. So, so what did she do? This lieutenant who is responsible for a number of needless deaths has given awful advice from the very start of the film. She just looks at this dude who's like, all right, do you get it now? Do you understand that like we're trapped here and the only thing we can do is survive? And she's like, yep, I do. Yep. After a nap. I thought After that was nap. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She took, she just got some sleep and was like, you know what? The thing I wanted to do all along was just fucking murder people, just <laughs> slaughter bodies. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do from the start. That's what I'm going to do. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> but at the very end, it's like they have learned nothing from their experience. No. Their answer is shoot Martians. I don't know how to get the Martian entity out of humans and save them except for no. her. They do that successfully, but they don't proliferate that. They proliferate. No. Remember, then they had like silver Uzis, like the, the weaponry was yeah. like all yeah. and stuff. Like they were it finally, it so much of that beginning stuff was just so 20th century. Rusted and yeah, it was definitely, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that part too. Yeah, the, very much the low tech. I, I I gotta assume in 2176 we got better than whatever automatic weapons we had. We just sent like the surplus weird old computers up there and said, figure out a system. Someone like, bring someone smart and figure out how, how to make these talk to each other. I have to assume again, American arrogance, whatever. We have to have figured out better weapons in a hundred plus years and 150 oh, years. Dynamite right? still the only way to cause an explosion. We're gonna blow things oh. up. But, but you're, the you're, drugs you're terraforming a are plant, sick. And mm-hmm. you're still creating a slum up there. It still looked like a slum. Why did yeah. you look better? You know what I'm saying? They said shoddy materials probably. Yeah. Cartel ain't spending top dollar. We know yeah. that. We That's learned real. nothing. That's we what I'm saying. Nothing. They gave them all like crap. Yeah. Like, look, these things work. Figure out it, how to do it. 
I think that's a metaphor for what John Carpenter is working with is yes. here's some crap. Go make something with it. And he said, here you go. Here's the crap I made with your crap. It's also a terrific metaphor for how like <laughs> cartels, right. aka corporations, treat everything. Exactly. Here's some thing. crap. Here's some recycled crap. You gotta use it until we feel like you should be able to afford the new stuff that will help you. That See? would be a much uh, much better uh, line for the tagline for the poster than what they actually use, which was "You don't stand a ghost of a chance." <laughs> God, that's oh. like. Did Percy Bysshe Shelley write that line? And there's no ghost. And no ghost comes unto you, kind sir. Zero ghosts. No ghosts or ghosts of No ghosts. Now, you could make an argument that they were getting a lot of weird ghost trains from people escaping the madness. Oh, I forgot the ghost train thing Mm -hmm. that they said. It's a ghost train. I forgot that But if that's the reason you named it Ghosts of Mars, then that's fucking stupid. No, that that seems like that was a reshoot that they shot after everything. Like, you know? Right, there was a bunch of that. I th- I believe that there was a bunch of that. That somewhere in here, this was a very sparse, minimal tale. And then well, when I see was ran added. down the ramp, so it was it was slope incline with oh, the yeah. two Uzis and kept turning his head. That was the worst. It was like it, it just looked like such a set. Like it right. looked like a set. It looked like a set. He's shooting off screen. We don't know if he's hitting anybody. We don't no. care. That's not no. the point. He says he has a line. I mean, they look, oh, he said, what are we doing? Well, we should have done in the first place. <sighs> That's what he does. This is, it's, it's so weird that this is Carpenter because like most of his action is like slow moving and paced. And then yeah. like. Slow motion, Jeff. There's a lot of slow motion. Uh, there was a lot of slow motion. And then this Harry, one. Duck. Harry. Punch. Swipe. <laughs> yeah. Throw. Next one. These Harry. these were simple creatures they were fighting. They didn't understand how the complexity of the human body they were in. Choreography. They didn't know right. kung fu. They, know they didn't kung know. Fu. They couldn't just like use the strength of this thing yet. No. But I'm telling you, I think those like possessed kind of zombie-ish creatures, once the Martians figure it out, yikes. They're going to yeah, take they, Mars. They, they, I, I got they, bad they, news they about the Earth people on Mars. They're taking Mars back, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, because everybody that's there, it gets possessed. Comes one and I mean, if the cartel's not going to be informed and the bureaucracy is going to ignore it, it's only going to get worse until it's too bad to do anything about. But I will say there is some solace to be held. The lo-fi nature of this whole futuristic society. Mm. Marshes are not getting to Earth anytime soon. No. No. Train is slow. They don't even, there's no good communication. So until they get a major giant ship to transport all these. But again, I'm with you, Jeff. We're assuming. These Martians, they might not want to go to Earth. They want you. No, to no they just want to be on their planet and rule it again. They used to rule it. Yeah, because they were trapped. Somehow so we're trapped. Other thing. Yeah. Who trapped the red dust in the first Now place? we're yeah. getting somewhere. Yeah. I want to know. What does that With a genetic weird, seal that disintegrates. What does it that? say, though? Yeah. There's there, That's a language yeah. there. Yeah, that's why we don't there. just roll up and touch artifacts, folks. And it was only on one side, meaning that the dust couldn't touch it on the other side. So right. that right. thing was going to be sealed forever. Because Ever. It as long as a side. human being doesn't come up and dumb as hell just knock the shit over, mm. we're going to be just fine. Well, guess mm. what? Human beings arrived, and the first thing they did when they found it was knock the shit over and break it. Yep. Yeah, we are the worst, and I am with the Glenn Danzig Warriors, the Maryland Martians. Do you That's think right. there could have been some diplomacy later on? 
No, we'll stop coming in. They're gonna talk. Not with them. Not with these Maryland Martians. No way. Not Maryland Martians. That's a perfect. Not a chance. Not a chance. Danzy Warrior. Hey, Jeff. Hello, Gary. You know what we didn't talk about? No. Courtney Love. We didn't. We didn't talk about Courtney Love. And there's a there's a connection there. There sure is. Courtney Love was originally supposed to play Lieutenant Ballard. Hansrich's part. She because was the original we, pick. So we just debuted the, the Tank Girl episode mm-hmm. of Ice Tuesdays. Yep. Check it. Go buy it. Please subscribe. Five dollars a month, you get extra podcast. Subscribe, baby. We talk about IC movies. It's fun. It's fun. So, Tank Girl has a number of weird things. One of which, yeah, Courtney Love was cast as a main a main character, and then didn't complete the the task. Like, didn't end up in the movie. And then didn't she also have some involvement in? The, she was like the music supervisor or something, or was supposed to be, right? She was a music supervisor of um, Tank Girl, Tank Girl uh, because that was what they basically settled on. Like, you can't do it for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we still want you to be a part of the film. Why don't you help us, like, make a soundtrack? In this case, I don't know if she was on that decision-making team. I no, I mean, about it. It, the official line is that she had an injury. Her right. boyfriend at the time. She was uh, cast as Natasha Hendricks' character. Yes. And Courtney Love's boyfriend at the time uh, had an ex-wife. And apparently the ex-wife ran over Courtney Love's foot with her car. Whoa. And that injury happened during pre-production. And ultimately she was no longer on the picture. And Natasha Henstrich basically like came from doing two back-to-back movies and jumped into this role. Like, Dude, it's so wild that we watch two straight movies. I don't know that there's another movie really out there. That's like, we cast Courtney love. We started with Courtney love. And then we didn't use Courtney love. It's a bizarre coincidence because it's not that like she a really did, weird coincidence. She didn't do that many movies. No. And the other, the other thing is these movies both sort of share this. Uh, there were meddlesome edits and meddlesome notes from suits and like it wasn't the movie that we should have gotten i mean this should have been the third of the the pliskin movies yeah as, i think we as covered we, that pretty we, well but like we did it's not proven per se but it really was yeah it's supposed it, to be like we should be seeing you know a character we know there instead of just someone they keep telling us is a terrible menace yeah, I think the similarities between Desolation Williams and Snake Plissken sort of make that seem like a oh yeah, sure. It totally makes sense that there's a version. What was his of full name? Because like Desolation's name? like a, a Desolation was like a it was a nickname. A nickname. Yeah, nickname. Yeah. Because like his actual Is name it James? No, I think it was either James or Jason. I forget what it was, but something like that. James Desolation Williams. No one's calling him by his first name. No, I'm not calling him James. No. Also, we didn't talk about my favorite line of his that wasn't. Yeah, my favorite. There's two of my favorite lines. Okay, One so my favorite is, lines. I believe in staying alive. <laughs> She's like, "What do mm. you even believe in?" And he was like, I "Believe in staying alive." 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. There we that's go. So sick. And she's like immediately like, what for? <laughs> it's such a weird conversation. They have it so flippantly, like, what for? My favorite line <laughs> in the film is definitely uh from Ballard to so from Natasha Enstrich, Ballard to Jason Statham, Jericho. Yeah. She says, Maybe I'd sleep with you if you're the last man on earth, but we're not on earth. Right. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. I, 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 uh, I, the other one is when uh, Uno raises his hand. He goes, hey, put your hand down. Yes. <laughs> this guy's like, good. yeah, good point. <laughs> he just puts his hand down. It's so yeah. good. It's, Later when you learn their yeah. brother's like, oh, well, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, Obviously that's that- way funnier. That relationship <laughs> right there makes more sense when, you know, like, oh, they're siblings. Of course, this is the way they would talk to each other. Yeah. He's, uh, and also Tank Girl and this were like both weird, desolate wastelands. And the future, deserty, futuristic in... wastelands that were like incomplete and ill-described. Yep, with it's strange a, it's a characters, pair of movies, corporate, corporatist futures, yeah, dystopias, yeah, totally. You get that, totally get that. These were very similar films and had similar flatness because of their yeah mishaps with with filmmaking there. I mean, Tank Girl's more fun. John Carpenter like quit after this. He quit. Oh yeah, he basically they both he, did really. He cites that he was like he was burnt out. He kind of yeah. cites that he's like he, he, like Natasha Hendrix literally did like production stop because she had actual exhaustion. Um, at one point, but like he kind of described and expressed having feeling exhausted, feeling worn out by it. So after this process was done and it wasn't well received, he was kind of just like I'm done. I'm I feel him. you, dude. I mean, look, the man had been making movies since like the yeah. 70s. Like, he didn't need to keep doing the it. The undeniable pressure of being brilliant forever is insane. He directed only one more film. It was almost so a decade after this one. Just said, like, I'm I'm good. I'm good. And directed another right. film. And now it's like, you know, his properties and things that he did get revived. And he just does like score stuff. And he does. He's got producer credits on things. But like. He doesn't want to keep making movies. He's in the way that he was. He's he's fine. He, well, he has a he has a great career. Well, and I think I think that sums it up pretty good. Mm. Yeah. And there's really only one thing left to say, Gary. And what's that, Jeff? See you later, you big motherfucker. It's the Cabbages Podcast Network. <laughs>